0: It's showtime. Okay! Tokyo! South America! Australia! France! Germany. Germany! UK! Africa.
1: Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussin' and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host.
2: And here we go, off and running on this 19th day of October, 2022. This is The Horn. Head on .live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the Mary Lackey Any real-time multimedia madcap extravaganza. This The Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live. Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. All time zones in between and the great globe round, whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening live. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Tell your friends and neighbors. This is a conversation unlike any other. Hi, I'm Robin. I've felt better. Oh. Honest to God, I'm, I, I, at this point in time, I think I'm—I I think somebody's hanging me up by my heels and filling my sinuses with quick every night. This sucks. And if I, you know, again, the standard disclaimer replies that there may be occasional... Lengthy silences while we wait await the arrival of the latest uh, spasm of sneezing. Sorry, but anyway, if you do pop by the chat room, you'll be immediately greeted by early arrivers Anatole and Irish Dave and Roger and Oregon and Squeaky and Theo. Hey, y'all! Thanks for being here. I really do appreciate it. It makes it makes it just a little bit more. Well, it makes the program feel a little bit more live and. Not so much like I'm screaming into a void or sneezing into one, for that matter. Yeah, we got snow here today, uh, but uh, the, uh, the 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 heat pump is working nicely back here, and it's a pleasant 74 degrees. Uh, as I look to the thermometer through my watering eyes, um, <laughs> I will try to I will try to get through. Uh, three hours this evening. I really, really will, but uh, this sucks. This is miserable. It, stop complaining, Robin. Nobody. Save your relatability for your friends. Hi, Lady Big. Um, thank you, Randy. Radar, thousand milligrams of uh, El- elderberry syrup and a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. I've been uh, I've been hammering the vitamin C. And forcing fluids and... Uh, lots and lots of uh, orange juice and tomato juice. And I think this just has to... This just has to pass or whatever's blooming has to stop blooming because I, I It just... I, it, I guess there's a possibility it's the Rona. I hope it's not. It doesn't feel like the descriptions that I've seen that... It, whatever... Sorry. There will probably be a lot of those intermittent sniffles. Oh sure. Rub it in, Tamara. It's 91 degrees and dry here. Well, you know. Stay sunny, San Diego. Thanks for that. At least I can, I can enjoy, I can enjoy it vicariously, right? That's what I keep telling myself. Yeah, it could be. I don't think so, Randy. Radar. Um. And I've been living with the kitty cats for too long for it to be me suddenly getting you know cat allergies or whatever. But I will. I'll, I'll try to get through. Um. Now, of course, every program here at the Horn. Begins with gratitude, because this program is listener supported. It is not supported by any corporate uh, entities or buy gold now schemes or any of that other foolishness. No, no, it's just us, and so thank you. Uh, thank you uh, to uh, Kevin in Colorado Springs. Thank you to Mary Bell. Thank you to Sharon. Thank you, Clayton. Thank you to uh, Darlene in Connecticut. And uh, thanks for the challenges yesterday. So what that means in terms of fundraising is that uh, we've, we've caught up to this week um, in terms of keeping the program on the air. We need to fund Monday, Tuesday, and today. Fundraising goal is under, under four digits for, for change. 900 bucks. Thank you everybody. Thank you so much. And of course this is prayer meeting Wednesday. Uh oh look it's Brain. Everybody beat up on Brain, okay? Um Now of course Brain will run away as soon as uh, pinch hit midweek chat room moderator and uh, utility utility moderator and all around great guy. Brother Bishop Steve from Georgia shows up. Anyway, anyway, uh, no, it's 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 Prayer Meeting Wednesday, and uh, we had a had a lovely Prayer Meeting Wednesday meal. Uh, some little old blue haired ladies down in, down in the Fellowship Hall kitchen worked up a great big whopping serving of chicken Alfredo over big old egg noodles, not the usual fettuccine. Nice little green salad with some. Uh, oil and vinegar dressing and uh, a Mississippi mud cake takes a while to make but my goodness gracious it's wonderful and the deacons can attest to that so um, everything I don't think there was a speck left and the deacons then of course trundled their massive bulk up the couple of flights of stairs and headed for the parking lot where they as I once did but no longer do took to smoking with the sinners uh, yeah. Hey, buddy, you good, Mitch? And then, at the first crackle of the horn, solar-powered, sustainable cattle prod. Well, they they got to rumbling and stumbling and bumbling. And they blew past me and uh, blew past that desiccating bowl of butter mints right there in the vestibule. Grabbed him a little jigger of uh, hand sanitizer. I got to keep those guys out of that stuff and uh, they're waiting down front here with the heavy brass bound velvet lined burgundy velvet lined plates with the PayPal button and the Patreon button and the mailing address in the bottom the horn 1038 north eisenhower drive pmb 318 beckley west virginia 25801 if that went by too fast just let me know and I'll uh, I'll do it again um and so as we uh, as we call the minister of music up Well, the uh, deacons are getting into position. Right. Yeah. So, uh, sibling minister of music, if you would, please.
3: And he said it's time for you to leave behind the things of this world. The fine houses, the fancy cars, the flashy clothes,
4: because we are all naked in the eyes of the Lord. Stop! Ladies and gentlemen, in insane. the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let me hear you say, Amen. Amen. Let me hear you say, Praise the, Lord. Praise the Lord. Let me hear you say, I will empty the contents of my wallet into that little collection plate when it comes around.
0: I will empty the contents of my wallet
4: when it comes around. And it's all tax-free. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for all the cash I've got. Praise him for my Rolls Royce and my yacht. Serving God ain't hard with a credit card. Jesus died so I could make a lot. Praise the Lord, he's made us millionaires. Wave your donations in the air We've replaced our hymns with ATMs And soon we'll charge a fee on every prayer Jesus Christ was a poor man, don't you know He should have used our accountants for his cash flow Stop the sermon on the mount, he should have had a bank account Two thousand years with interest He'd be rolling in the dough Praise the Lord! This song's out on CD, just forty ninety five plus GST. Hallelujah! Plenty of moolah. Silver gold baubles on my Christmas tree. I've got all of heaven's riches, thanks to all you stupid bitches. Praise the Lord for modern Christine. said religion should be free.
2: Ho, oh, Mercy dotes and dozy dotes and little lambsy divy, a kiddily divy too. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? I love you. Welcome, brethren and sister, into prayer meeting Wednesday on the horn. I'm a calling on you right now, ha, glory, to get up out of your seat. Ho! And on to your feet. And scrunch and scrunch and scrunch and wiggling, and waggling, and waddling. And get out from betwixt the pews and come on down that blood red aisle. And fall, fall, sinner, upon your knees. And lay your hands upon the subwoofer and feel the healing rays of common sense of flowing through you from the server on high. Hi, I am Arch-Pope, Uber-Rabbi, Ultimate Imam, Animated Animist, Antagonized, Agnostic, Vicarious Vicar, Maximum, Metropolitan, Naughty nun, aggravated abbess, mega mother superior, Robin Kincaid. And this is the Cathedral of Common Sense, prayer meeting Wednesday. Ha! Glory! I I am overtaken by the Spirit. Let's begin uh, with a, sure enough, no kidding, Christian, yes, just ask him; he'll tell you. He's a Christian. Is uh. Dalton Claude Felter? We've we've talked about Dalton before. You know, someone who makes hats. Uh, is, is, is somebody sells hats and makes them blocks? Them, is a haberdasher. But someone who makes the felt, for, the hats, like the 4X beaver felt. Stop it. Don't start with the beaver. Uh, yeah, you know, y'all have done this to me. But I, I'm, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, but the person who makes the, is called a felter. Felter, felcher, whatever. Right. Oh, is, oh, wait, wait, do we have a Dalton Claude felcher? But I guess he makes... Somewhere back in time, there was a, there was a, an ancestor of his who made felt with clods of dirt, or maybe it's something more nefarious. But uh, no, Dalton Claude Felter is a sure enough, no kidding, Christian. And you know how I know he's a Christian, 'cause other Christians won't say he isn't. Hmm. Huh? Hmm? Yeah? Really? Hmm? Uh So, uh, it, what with him being a Christian and all, uh, he gets on, he turns on his little camera with his little background of the capital of the United States in the background, and uh, in this case he's wearing some kind of a sort of fuchsia-colored uh, sweatshirt with his hair all gassed back, and, Trying to tell us something there, Dalt? We see you. You're valid. No, not really. Um, But as a Christian, he wants us to know how much he loves Mirka. And a particular time and place and form of Mirka. America is the great Satan. And you know who's telling you this? A
1: patriot. Someone who loves. Not this country, but what this country can
2: be. And there's only one problem. Now, I, I have video here. This is a radio program, so I can't show you what I'm seeing here. But you're, I, I hope you'll believe me when I tell you that I have remarked on a number of occasions that one of the reasons I don't do video, I'm not as courageous as as as, as my friends John Britovo and Tara Devlin. Because every time I turn on the camera, all I can think, it's hard for me to talk because all all I can do is sit there thinking, don't pick your nose, don't pick your nose, don't pick your nose. And right there, Dalton Clodfelter does, you know, exactly that. He's barely started talking in this little segment when he decides to go nose mining. Yeah, he, he 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 went he went prospecting in his left nostril, y'all. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I know that's gross and everything, but I'm only here to report the facts. he's going for going deep sea diving for some sinus oysters, he was. It only gets worse, doesn't it? Kinda, yeah. But well, he loves murka. And and make America great again, means ever so much to him. And hey, they, just as I predicted, uh, brain is gone because pinch it midweek chat room utility moderator and all around great guy, brother Bishop Steve Skeev has entered the room. But anyway, back to Dalton. And his nose mining expedition.
1: Not this country, but what this country can be. I love the idea. I, I love what this country could become. And I love a lot of what this country once was. It once.
2: Not now, though. No, no. We're the great Satan now. <sighs> Remember. He's a Christian.
1: That's the other thing. That's why Make America Great Again means so much to me.
2: So much I to me. I love
1: what this country once was.
2: You know, I could probably do a Dalton Klotfelter impression now because I'm all stuffed up and my sinuses are just plugged. That's so much to me.
1: Before the Civil Rights Movement.
2: There. That. Did you catch that?
1: America Great Again means so much to me. I love what this country once was. Before the civil rights movement. Jack?
2: Yeah, before the civil rights movement. You know, before those people started getting all uppity and, and, and demanding the same rights that white, Christian, presumably heterosexual, although I'm... Betting against that in the long run. They always get caught with a man in their mouth, don't they? Uh, but, but, you know, the, the same rights as, yeah. And then uh, then everything went to shit. Because people wanted the same rights that the white dudes had. And America's just never been the same. Now, bear in mind, Dalton Clodfelter doesn't actually have a memory of America before, say, the beginning of this century. He, he's never actually witnessed the horrifying indignities that were imposed upon people of color in this country. But he knows he likes that time better because he's a fascist. They're, they're, they're proud to be fascists. And this is, this, this, you know, this little neo-maxi-zoom-dweeby has a dream for America, and if you're not exactly like him and totally in agreement with him, you don't have a place in the, in the America that he dreams of. Because it just makes him sad to see people other than white folks having rights. And again... Um, I I I I would probably, uh, well, if I was to sit around and wait for Christian denominations to come out and say, nah, nope, 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 he's not a Christian, and he does not partake in the saving grace of Christ Jesus, <sighs> I'd be waiting a long, well, I'd be waiting forever. I don't know what's wrong with Christianity. I don't know why they can't call this kind of crap out. I don't know why we have to deal with it when it's their problem. But there you go. And here we are. And, uh... I bet you somewhere down the road he runs for Congress. And if he's in the right district, he probably will win. He could... He could run you know if he worked on his accent a little bit he could probably run for congress and win in 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 Alabama or Mississippi stand or Tennessee or Arkansas Yeah Maybe maybe he'd like to be a uh, member of congress from Florida where incidentally this isn't prayer meeting stuff necessarily but yeah uh Florida is now reporting dozens upon dozens of cases of people suffering from flesh-eating bacteria in the wake of Hurricane Ian. You know, the hurricane that Ron Monkey up to and that uh, maggot sheriff there in Lee County, Florida, that should be renamed, uh, said wasn't going to hit Fort Myers. The flesh eating bacteria is Vibrio vulnificus. Or if we're pronouncing our Latin uh, uh, properly, Vibrio vulnificus. I wonder, fo- vulpine refers to a fox. It's got something to do with a fox? vulnificus? But that b- bacterial infection can be fatal um, it comes with uh, it comes with symptoms like nausea vomiting diarrhea fear uh, open lesions on the skin yeah um the dinner hour in the eastern daylight time zone has taken a beating already uh people can be con- uh, can be uh, exposed to it by touching or consuming raw seafood but uh, it also bobs along in warm, brackish water. The Lee County Department, uh, uh, Health Department spokeswoman, uh, Tammy Solis, said uh, sewage spills in coastal waters like those caused by Hurricane Ian may increase bacteria levels. People with open wounds, cuts, or scratches can be exposed to wibrio vulnificus through direct contact with seawater or brackish water wibrio vulnificus has the potential to cause severe illness or death. And Florida's got at least 65 confirmed cases of it. No word as to... Well, no, no. he wore his go-go boots that day, so I'm sure Ron monkey-up DeClan as the white supremacist governor who uh, won election to that office only with the help of real, live, no-kidding Nazis. Um... I'm sure he's not one of them, darn it. So that's just a bit of a, well, that's just a little bit of a sidelight to uh, all of this. But, like I said, expect more, and it won't be good for America. You know, I'm sure I'm sure Dalton will still be with us, even if uh, uh, even if 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 Democrats retain control of the House and Senate. But uh, (laughs) well, I'm Brother Deacon Asis is piss on you for ruining what used to be my favorite seafood. Well, I mean, sorry, I don't think you want to be eating that down there right now, though. No. Not at all. <laughs> billable Rick, stop ruining my late lunch on the West Coast. Oh, it's going to, uh, well, <laughs> I, it, I'm sorry. We have to deal with these things here. and uh, no to be uh, to keep things moving uh, let's run out to uh how about Arizona Stan cuz this one's a dandy thank you to John and Central uh, Central PA for this let's check in uh let's check in with the uh, Um, Randy Kaufman. Randy Kaufman. And uh, Stephen New York, by the way, referring to Dalton Clodfilter, said, America, before the civil rights movement, I guess the bright side is we don't have to interpret any of their coded language anymore. No, they've given up the dog whistle for a bullhorn. they're, They're proud. They're proud of how hateful they are. Absolutely. No, but out in Arizona, Stan... Uh, Sumon, have you heard of this cat? Rotten thing to do about with a cat. By the way, there's a challenge on the table of twenty-five dollars from Ralps. It's the uh, uh, Kayla the Kitty twenty-five dollar challenge. Thank you, Ralps. And so, uh, Ralps will double the next twenty-five dollars that come in, so that your twenty-five becomes fifty, or any portion thereof gets doubled, and that'll get us down below. Uh, Nine hundred bucks for fundraising, which is wonderful. Now, Randy Kaufman, I, I think I'm trying to avoid this story, but sooner or later, I'm gonna gonna wind up doing it. Uh, among other things, uh, Randy Kaufman has run his mouth in the past, saying that our children need to be protected from the progressive left. Uh, Okay. Our children, I want to make sure we get this right, our children need to be protected from the progressive left. And I guess that's why Randy Kaufman, who, by the way, is a Republican, we know how he votes, and he was running for an Arizona Community College District Board of Governors seat, But I guess that's why he was parked near a uh, preschool in Arizona Stan. Preschool. He was in his truck there. Randy Kaufman was. Good God fearing, upstanding, Bible believing, Christian, evangelical, fundamentalist, maggot protector of our children from the progressive left. Yep, sitting there October 4th in his pick up truck. Maybe, maybe may, planning some No, I don't think he was... Well, no. Uh, at any rate, uh, a police officer happened to notice the vehicle. Uh, an officer with the Maricopa County Community College's police uh, went up to Kaufman's parked vehicle where he just happened to notice that Randy Kaufman's pants were down. You know, cops are allowed, uh, under under Fourth Amendment law, cops are allowed to look into your car and make sure that there's nothing that could uh, adversely impact officer safety. And he uh, noticed that good God-feared upstanding, et cetera, maggot Republican protector of children from the progressive left, Randy Kaufman's pants were down around his knees, and that, uh, well, let's go to the police report, shall we? He appeared to be looking at a cell phone in one hand. It always had, you know. I immediately became alarmed, the cop said. As I saw, he had his pants down mid-thigh and was... <sighs> I know this type. I get lots of pictures from them on social media. Dating apps. Showing his pants were down mid-thigh and was exposed, showing his fully erect nude penis. Nude. I mean, that's an interesting adjective to have in there, but his fully erect nude penis and was manipulating his genitals in a masturbatory manner. In the name of Jesus! At which point, uh, the officer goes on to note that uh, he seemed to be so busy he didn't notice me standing there looking into his car, truck. And uh, the cop went on to say he was within the proximity of a nearby bicyclist and, and a preschool not an after hours preschool not a late at night shut down preschool but preschool that was in full preschool activity with children playing on the playground nearby he and uh so when the uh, when when the officer finally pecked on the glass Let's use a word, let, no, Robin. Let's use a word besides "pecked," uh, not "knocked." No, no. Um, when the officer finally got good, god and upstanding, Bible-believing, Christ-centered, evil, evangelical, fundamentalist, homosexual Christian pervert, uh, Randy Kaufman's attention. Uh, well, Kaufman looked at the cop and said, "I'm sorry." I fucked up. I'm really stressed. For who among us has not, in moments of great stress, jumped in our vehicle and gone off to masturbate near a preschool? Uh, Most everybody. But not maggots. Now uh, Maggot sees the story. Yeah, we need to let him go. That shit happens all the time. I mean, you know, the stress is terrible. And so Kaufman goes ahead and begins his confessional to the officer and says, "You know, I was a, I was an officer with the Arizona Department of Corrections for twenty-seven years. You know, I didn't know there was no preschool nearby. Yeah, because all the children playing on the playground wasn't a clue." Then Kaufman realizes, oh, uh, are you going to put that in the report? And the cop says, "Uh, don't you see how alarming that is? That there are children nearby, people passing on bikes and in cars where they can look and see what you're doing? Uh, So he's been charged with public sexual indecency. And there may be a, a felony charge into the into the bargain because he was having some quality time with Mister Happy near a preschool. And here's the fun part: he's still a candidate. He he suspended his campaign, but he's still a candidate for that office. And there, in Maricopa County, at the recorder's office, they said. Ah, it's too late to take his name off the ballot, so folks will get to vote for him anyway. Randy Kaufman, he'll be hard on the progressive left, because uh, that was what he said back in uh, back in May on, on the Facebook. He said, uh, we've got to protect our children from the progressive left. And having issued a statement about suspending his campaign, he didn't say anything about, you know, pounding his pud there next to the preschool. But he did say, I will never stop fighting to protect the United States Constitution and the values that make America the greatest country in the world. (sighs) Oh, it begins. Thank you, Ron and Raleigh. When a problem comes along, says Ron and Raleigh, you must whip it. Whip it good. Go forward. And the rest of that. He's going to protect the United States Constitution with his pants down around his knees. And Stephen New York picking up on the language, manipulating his genitals in a masturbatory manner. As George Carlin would have said, the guy was jerking off. Now that is great A plus Victorian era euphemismizing, and I'm proud of your use of euphemismizing, and prouder of my ability to say it. Look, we have our fun. It's prayer meeting Wednesday. We we deal with this stuff on prayer meeting Wednesday all the time because, like I said, the Christians won't. Uh, I'm. Uh, when the program's over, I'm going to get my King James Bible uh, Bible out and go wandering around through the Gospels and the letters of uh, uh, Paul and the rest of those fellers and see if I can find the part that. No, I'm not even going to say it out loud because it's just gross. But I don't think I don't think Yeshua, the brown skinned Palestinian day laborer and semi literate itinerant rabbi who wore a dress every day of their life. I I don't. I don't think there's a passage in there about that. No. Uh, But there is one about anyone who would harm one of these little ones should have a mill. It would be better that he had had never been born or had a millstone hung about his neck and thrown into the sea. I bet that's not in Randy Kaufman's Bible or, or the Maggot Bible for that matter. Not that they read it anyway. see see how, see how this see how this happens and they want to control your life my life well they're not too fond of me having one of those but you get the idea because they've got the moral high ground they have the family values they're the party of
0: life
2: yes And then there's the the, the maggot insurrectionist in Pennsylvania who's running for governor. Um, He says uh, he's not a fan of book banning. Doug Mastriano does. Uh, the problem is, he said that at the same time that he was calling for the banning of books. Uh, he's been seen running his yap in a clip on Twitter.
3: Uh, those books, uh, Phoenicia, that you read from and the pictures that I saw in, in my office, and uh, the same that Governor Wolf uh, couldn't apparently look at as well, uh, that's not age-appropriate. And asking those to be removed is, is not a book ban. That's just madness. That's a logical fallacy. And we have ratings for movies. Obviously, it should be ratings for books. It's common sense. And you know, we've got to restore common sense to the commonwealth. What's happened to us where bureaucrats get to decide how
2: your kids identify? Pronoun games have no place in schools. This has to end. Mad- pronoun games. By the way, it's uh, International Pronoun Day. Pronouns Day. My pronouns are she/her, and so I've shared that on social media because it's just a way of it's just it's just a way of of, of engaging in some common decency. And using the wrong pronouns with, uh, with 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 people, I mean, the last time somebody called me sir and I turned around and said yes sir, they didn't like it. That woman did not like it when I referred to her as sir. Uh, I, I guess they felt a little insulted or invalidated, but it's uh, it's International Pronouns Day. But Doug Mastriano wants to wants to ban some books. He says they're not age appropriate. But the thing is, there's never going to be a time when they are age appropriate, uh, because he's a well fascist. And I, do, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it's possible in 2022 to use the word fascist hyperbolically when talking about the maggots. Pronoun games.
3: And this has come in. Parents have the last say, period. We're looking at education and not indoctrination.
2: Right, because just being decent to a kid is indoctrination. Oh, and by the way, uh, Matt in San Francisco writing in, uh, talking about our buddy, uh, not, not, our, not our buddy, uh, Mr. Kaufman out there in Arizona, stand. Subject line, stress relievers, going to the gym, meditation, brisk walk, talk to a friend. Never has it crossed my mind to head out to a preschool with my pants around my ankles. That's why we love you, Matt. It pretty much hasn't occurred to any of us, but well, it, you know, it, when you're when you are as hung up and repressed as maggots and Republicans generally are, well, I mean, what about the children? Sure, and uh, pronouns. Uh, uh, Matt says. Uh, 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 minor, He, him, Jezebel. Damn it. I like that whole... Uh, Jezebel, yes. Yes, Jezebel, yes. And uh, Frank out in Iowa, just says... Uh, uh, what would Jerry Falwell say about Arizona's Randy Kaufman? Well, it depends on which Jerry uh, Falwell we're talking about. If we're talking about Senior, uh, he wouldn't say much because he's busy with the pineapples in hell. But if it's Jerry Jr., he'd probably say, Can I watch? Would you like Becca to help some? Becky, Becky, we've got a live one over here. In the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, save us from your followers. on oh, uh here's a here's a fun one of all the races it, well it's not getting a lot of not getting a lot of attention it probably should because a retired navy vice admiral by the name of Michael Franken, no relation to the guy in no I don't think so uh Michael Franken is closing in on uh that nasty old. Octogenarian in Iowa, uh, Chuck Ashley, or Grassley. Depending on which poll you're looking at, Admiral, uh, Admiral Franken uh, could be within like three points of Grassley. And uh, the noted uh, CNN super pundit. And explicator of the obvious, Chris Saliza says it's the the Iowa Senate race could be the sleeper race of the 2022 midterm cycle. Grassley's at 46 percent. Franken's at 43 percent among likely voters. And that's within the margin of error. And Saliza noted, if Grassley's truly endangered, Democrats have another path to retaining their Senate majority this fall. If not, then the poll still causes a little bit of heartburn for Republicans that they don't need as they try to navigate a very narrow road back to the majority. Really, Chris? Okay. Um, Grassley showed up on Fox News TV Radio Rwanda today, and uh, he said to uh, to, uh, John Roberts at uh, uh, Fox News TV Radio Rwanda, said, Uh, you've been there for 40 years, you usually win in a landslide, what's going on? And Chuck Grassley, well, let's, let's let Chuck speak for himself, shall we?
5: Latest polling in the Des Moines Register shows that you've got a very tight race with uh, Mike Franken, your challenger, 46 to 43 percent. What, what? You've been there for 40 years and you no. usually winning a landslide. What's
2: going on? Okay. Well, I don't know what's going on, but I know this. In order to get reelected in Iowa, you've got to work hard. you got to you got to convince the people that should vote for you. And I'm going to tell people that are listening, just like I tell Iowans, if you're interested in helping me, uh, go to grassleyworks.com and if you want to keep these investigations going, I'm just like senator johnson i've got to have some help to get reelected, and uh, i'd appreciate the help I, okay. did you hear a uh, did you hear a cogent argument in there for why anyone should vote for him i, I, I just need some help so what i need and i'd like to Yeah, you know i remember that time i was the i was i was a guest there at uh... girls nation and uh... And, uh and I I ate the dinner off this little girl's plate and uh, her name's Carol Baker and I'm sorry, I can't see Chuck, Chuck Grassley's name without seeing him reaching his fork across onto Carol's plate and getting a whopping big bite of pork chop or something yeah, the mashed potatoes were pretty good too and remember the goal is to make Joe Mansion and Kirsten Cinema irrelevant. And if we could get Admiral Franken in there? Yeah, right? Possibly, you think? And they had a debate in Florida and oh my god, Val Demings uh She kind of made made Marco Rubio hate being Marco Rubio. Yeah. And an update um, coming out of uh, Pencil-Tucky, Bama, Stan. Uh, John Fetterman's primary care doc announced that uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman is recovering quite well from his stroke. He said after an exam today that Lieutenant Governor Fetterman has no work restrictions and can work full duty in public office. That was a report by Clifford Chen. He's a doctor at UPMC in Duquesne and uh, issued a full medical report that didn't contain any language about, say, you know, healthiest man alive or anything like that. But... uh The campaign then turned the report over uh, and handed handed it off, shared it with the Philadelphia Inquirer. The report said his lung exam was clear, heart rate was regular, and his strength was normal in all four extremities without any strength or coordination deficits. He spoke intelligently without cognitive deficits he does have continuing symptoms of auditory processing disorder which comes with strokes sometimes on the other hand uh, Dr. Chen said his communication is significantly improved compared to his first visit assisted by speech therapy which he has attended on a regular basis since the stroke and one wonders now what sleazy thing uh... Dr. Oz will do. Well, we have our answer. Uh, A a spokes creep by the name of Barney Keller said, well, that's good news that John Fetterman's doctor gave him a clean bill of health. Now he apparently is healthy. He can debate for 90 minutes, start taking live questions from voters and reporters, and do a second debate now, too. And so they will debate. They'll debate in Harrisburg next week. Lieutenant Governor Fetterman will get to use closed captioning, just as he did for the one-on-one interview with the reporter from NBC, who went on to slime him. And Fetterman's being upfront with uh, with with what his limitations are. There's no guarantee. Or I'll, uh, there's no guarantee that I'll ever be 100 percent. But I've been able to be functioning and giving you an interview here today or getting up in front of 3,000 people. To me, that's the ultimate transparency. And the Philadelphia Inquirer is being reasonably fair. They said they've talked to their own stroke experts who said that the most improvement comes in the first six months to a year after a stroke. but But patients can continue to recover for three years or more. And in talking about his auditory processing issues, Dr. Chen said he misses a word occasionally, which seems like he doesn't hear the word, but it's actually just not processed properly. And he hears sounds and music just fine. That's just what makes the human brain kind of strange and mysterious. And Lieutenant Governor Fetterman provided a statement to the Philadelphia Inquirer and said, since my stroke five months ago, one of the best parts of this campaign has been the unbelievable number of Pennsylvanians who shared their own stories with us about the major health problems they faced and overcome in their lives. It reminds me why I'm fighting to slash health care costs and make it so every Pennsylvanian can spend more time with the people they love. and somehow or another uh, that's not good enough for maggot Oz but I'm glad he's getting better I'm glad John Fetterman's getting better and I still badly want him in the Senate Uh, going back to uh Kaufman in Arizona, stand. <laughs> brother Deacon Asa says, Wow, a self-hating, repig liquor Hebrew brother, and a petter ass to boot. And I've said a million times, I wouldn't let them around, children, would you? They bark and they bray and they grunt and they hoot and, the, uh, and carry on about the drag queens. But then they're the ones who were found outside the preschool with the, uh, well, we went over that, didn't we? Oh, and uh, it being prayer meeting Wednesday and all, let's check in with another candidate. Because, of course, uh, this is a candidate from down South Florida way. Her name. is Laverne Spicer, uh, no kidding, uh, or no no kin, rather, no kin to the former maggot White House press secretary and uh, furry Sean Spicer. Uh, Laverne Spicer... Uh, ran I don't know uh don't know how she did but she ran in the uh, Florida 24th Congressional District uh, that uh, contains the city of Miami I don't know uh, maybe, uh, maybe Scary Jerry's heard of this girl this woman this maggot um, Laverne Spicer tweeted There are no pronouns in the Bible. I don't think she knows what pronouns are. Let's see. Uh, here's, Here's one that comes easily to mind. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he, pronoun, gave his, pronoun, only begotten son, that whosoever, ha, that's a pronoun too, believeth in him, pronoun, Right, but that's a, that's a thing now among the maggot right. There ain't no pronouns in the bubble. It's like they're so stupid. They didn't know. They, they 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 think that the transes invented the pronouns. And then, of course, you've got people like Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the Anointed Booger and Future King of America, who runs around saying, "And my pronouns are kiss my ass." He's Christian, y'all. No pronouns in the Bible. So, oh well. Busy evening. This is kind of fun though. I like this a lot. US District Judge David Carter in you know, an Article three judge. Oh, okay, before we get there, Stephen New York. <phone rings> pronouns? What about the anti nouns? I was thinking, you know, pronouns? What about the amateur nouns? <sighs> Sort of reminds me of what I think every time I'm in the shower, and I pick up the bottle of shampoo, and I look at that word, shampoo. Shampoo. And I'm glad I'm holding a bottle of shampoo instead of real poo. Never mind. Pronouns? Matt in San Francisco notes, And Jesus said, Come unto me and kiss my ass. Uh, Philippians 26. Flip-floppians, oh, come unto me and kiss my ass. Yeah, you get you, you get a cowbell too. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, back to U.S. District Court Judge David Carter. He has jurisdiction over the case of uh, John Eastman's emails. And he's issued a ruling. John Eastman was pissing and moaning that the House J6 committee shouldn't be able to get his emails, probably because they're just a great big tranche of treason. But David Carter said, eh, and issued an eight-page, pa- 18-page ruling. Among other things, John Eastman, legal genius, used his university server as the primary uh, communications method for some of his well, some of his arguably seditious emails. And in issuing his ruling, Judge Carter relied upon something called the crime-fraud exception and said, since there was a crime or fraud present, there uh, there can be no attorney client privilege because an attorney and cl- an attorney and a client cannot agree to do an illegal act and then claim that their communication was privileged and so he's going to have to t- well i'm sure it'll be appealed and appealed and appealed but he's going to have to turn over his emails But that's not the biggest part of the ruling. Among other things, Judge Carter found that uh, Eastman was consistently unreliable. But then he wrote this. On December 4th, 2021, President Trump and his attorneys alleged in a Georgia state court action that Fulton County improperly counted a number of votes, including 10,315 deceased people, 2,560 felons, and 2,423 unregistered voters. President Trump and his attorneys then decided to contest the state court proceeding in federal court and discussed incorporating by referencing the voter fraud numbers alleged in the state petition. On December 30th, 2020, Dr. Eastman relayed concerns... From President Trump's team about including specific numbers in the paragraph dealing with felons, deceased, moved, etc., the attorneys continued to discuss the president's resistance to signing when specific numbers were included. Judge Carter continues and says The next day, although the president signed a verification for the state court filing back on December 1st, and a verification is a legal document that attends. Uh, the filing of, com- of a complaint that says, I'm I'm the plaintiff, and I state under oath that everything in this complaint is true and correct to the best of my knowledge unless it is stated to be upon information and belief, in which case I believe them to be true. Funny if things stay in your head after all these years. Uh, so although the president signed a verification, Back on December 1st, he has since been made aware that some of the allegations and evidence proffered by the experts and has been inaccurate. For him to sign a new verification with that knowledge and incorporation by reference would not be accurate. President Trump knew that the specific numbers of voter fraud were wrong, but continued to tout those numbers both in court and to the public. That's huge that's a very judgy kind of way of saying he committed perjury. And generally speaking, nobody's surprised by that. But when a judge, a federal judge, an Article 3 judge takes note of it, that means something. And so there could be uh, further trouble Down the road, and speaking of further trouble down the road, entered New York Attorney General Letitia James, one uh, one, one of the black women that nitwit Nero hates more than he hates most black people. You know, he is, of course, Soak, Donald J. Trump Soak, son of a Klansman. And um, uh, Attorney General James was going to, uh, and and the news conference was at 11:30 earlier today. Let's uh, let's check in with some of the some of the audio. It's
6: the former president.
2: And there's Lester Holt.
3: of years of bank, tax, and insurance fraud. Let's take it to that news conference now
7: as part of his efforts to generate profits for himself, his family, and his company. The complaint demonstrates that Donald Trump falsely inflated his net worth by billions of dollars to unjustly enrich himself and to cheat the system, thereby cheating all of us. He did this with the help of the other defendants, his children, Donald Trump, Jr., Ivanka Berg, and Trump Organization controller Jeffrey Makani. Mr. Trump and the Trump Organization repeatedly and persistently manipulated the value of assets to induce banks to lend money to the Trump organization on more favorable terms than would otherwise have been available to the company. To pay lower taxes. To satisfy continuing loan agreements and to induce insurance companies to provide insurance coverage for higher limits and at lower premiums. Attorney General, broad and special powers. To go after persistent and repeated fraud and illegality. As part of demonstrating illegality under that section of Law 6312, we show that they violated several state criminal laws, including falsifying business records, issuing false financial statements, insurance fraud, and engaging in a conspiracy to commit each of these state law violations. We believe the conduct alleged in this action also violates federal criminal law, including issuing false statements to financial institutions and bank fraud. And we are referring those criminal violations that we've uncovered to the United States Attorney for the Southern District of New York and the Internal Revenue Service. As a result of these violations, we are asking the court to, among other things... Permanently bar Mr. Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka Trump, Eric Trump, from serving as an officer or director in any corporation or similar, similar entity registered and are licensed in New York. To bar Mr. Trump and the Trump Organization from entering into any New York State commercial real estate acquisition or from applying for loans from any financial institution in New York for five years.
2: Jesus. To
7: pay for the financial benefits obtained as a result of the persistent fraudulent practices at an estimated $250 million. And towards the end of my remarks, I will go into the other relief that we are seeking at the center of, this, of the year-long financial scheme were the statements of financial condition that were prepared annually by and for Mr. Trump, specifically from 2011 to 2021. These statements were compiled by the Trump Organization executives and were issued as a compilation report by Mr. Trump's accounting firm, The statements are explicit that the preparation was the responsibility of Mr. Trump. We're starting in 2016, the trustees of his trust, Donald Trump Jr. and Alan Weisselberg, for the sole beneficiary, for the sole benefit of Mr. Donald Trump. Each statement was personally certified as accurate by Mr. Trump or by one of his trustees as part of the loan process with the intent that the information in the statement would be relied upon by banks and insurers. Mr. Trump and Mr. Weisselberg would meet to review and approve the final statement every year. Mr. Trump made known through Alan Weisselberg that he wanted his net worth reflected on the statements to increase a desire Mr. Weisselberg and others carried out year after year in their fraudulent preparation of the statements. And when asked about these meetings under oath as part of our deposition, both men, Mr. Trump and Mr. Weisselberg, invoked their Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination, and they refused to answer. When asked under oath if he, Mr. Trump, continued to review and approve the statements after becoming President of the United States in 2017, Mr. Trump, again, invoked his Fifth Amendment privilege and refused to answer. Over the course of our investigation, we found that Mr. Trump, his children, the Trump Organization, created and used more than 200 False and misleading asset valuations on his statement of financial condition over that 10-year period. They issued statements that were in clear violation of general accepted principles in the general accounting principles in the United States, despite representing that these statements were prepared in accordance with these principles. Some of the common tactics they used include representing that Mr. Trump had cash on hand that he did not have. Ignoring critical restrictions that would significantly impact property values when setting valuations. Changing the methodology used to value properties from year to year without reason or notice. And using vastly different methods to value different properties even in the same year. And including tangible items such as brand premiums, the Trump premium, when calculating an asset's value, despite the fact that they ignored the advice of outside professionals. They also ignored the advice and and appraisals of outside professionals, despite claiming those individuals provided certain figures. For example, they received a series of bank-ordered appraisals for the commercial property at 40 Wall Street, in New York City, that calculated the value of the property at $200 million as of August 2010 and $220 million as of November 2012. Yet, in his 2011 statement, Mr. Trump listed 40 Wall Street with a value of $524 million, which increased to $530 million over the next two years, more than twice the value calculated by the professionals. Even more egregious, the $500 million-plus valuation was attributed to information from the appraiser who valued the building at just over $200 million. Another deceptive strategy they employed was to use objectively false numbers to calculate Property values. Take Mr. Trump's triplex. You know, the triplex apartment in Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue? Mr. Trump represented that his apartment spanned more than 30,000 square feet, which was the basis for valuing the apartment. In reality, the apartment had an area of less than 11,000 square feet, Ooh. something that Mr. Trump was well aware of. And based on that inflated square f- footage, the value of the apartment in 2015 and 2016 was $327 million. To this date, no apartment in New York City has ever sold for close to that amount. Tripling the size of the apartment for purposes of the valuation was intentional and deliberate fraud, not an honest mistake. Mr. Trump was intimately familiar with the layout of both the building and the apartment, having personally overseen the construction of both. Despite his sworn testimony before invoking his Fifth Amendment privilege, Mr. Weisselberg conceded that using the false square footage improperly inflated the value of the apartment almost threefold. Mr. Weisselberg admitted that this amounted to an overstatement of, give or take, $200 million. Misrepresenting the size of the apartment was only one of the many ways that Mr. Trump intentionally misvalued his asset for the purposes of increasing his net worth and inducing banks to offer more favorable terms. Mr. Trump also routinely ignored legal restrictions on development rights and marketability on properties that would significantly decrease property values. For example, let's take Trump Park Avenue in New York. This building contains both commercial and residential space. The unsold residential condo units owned by Mr. Trump and the Trump Organization represented the lion's share of the reported value for this property. Mr. Trump and his children intentionally ignored legal restrictions on some of the units that would have had, that would have drastically changed the valuation specifically the 12 12 of those units were actually rent stabilized apartments a professional appraiser valued those 12 units at around $750,000 noting that the rent stabilized units cannot be marketed as individual units for sale because the current tenants cannot be forced to leave. Despite this professional valuation, and Mr. Trump knowing full well the legal restrictions, the 12 rent stabilized units were valued, he valued them collectively on his statements at $49 million. That is about 65 times the appraised valuation. Mr. Trump also blatantly ignored legal restrictions at Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago was valued on the false premise that it sat on unrestricted property and could be developed for residential use. However, Mr. Trump knew that Mar-a-Lago was subject to a host of onerous restrictions and limitations. Mr. Trump himself signed deeds sharply restricting changes to the property and donating his residential development rights in an effort to get a tax deduction and later to lower his property taxes on the property. The deeds also require Mr. Trump to donate over 23 percent of Mar-a-Lago's value to the historic trust for historic preservation if he ever sold it. Despite these significant restrictions, Mr. Trump valued the property based on the false premise that it was an unrestricted residential 18-acre plot of land that could be sold and used as a private home. In fact, the valuations represent that these restrictions don't even exist. The club generated annual revenues of less than $25 million dollars and should have been valued at more than, valued at about $75 million. However, Mar-a-Lago was valued as high as $739 million.
2: Pardon me for a moment.
7: Holy shit!
2: Is this, I mean, I'm on air, I can't really, is this leading the evening news anywhere? because I'm getting the idea that it should. All this time that we've been saying what's taking so long, this is what was taking so long. This is more than a shot across the bow. This sounds like an early draft of an indictment. Now, see, Letitia James, as Attorney General of the state of New York, can bring civil actions. She cannot, however, bring criminal actions. That has to be left either to federal authorities, and that's why she said she's made a referral to the uh, Southern District of New York, the you know, United States Attorney's Office, and to the DA. Now the question then becomes, will that chicken shit in the DA's office do anything? And he is a chicken shit but this is going to add a hell of a lot more fuel to the fire that's going to start uh, that's, it's, it's far from just smoldering underneath him this is uh, this is amazing and I just realized how old it is and I ask again this is a month old I didn't catch the date line when I, when, when I was looking at it earlier. So shame on me. But again, I think the point remains valid. There is a wealth of information. And if Letitia James is looking at stuff like this, and, and of course this is why Nero started barking and grunting about how She's a racist. She can't be a racist. It's impossible. Too much to go into now. No, I feel no, I'm the one with egg on my face now because I, I did not, well, no. didn't see that it was a month old. How did I miss this? How did we miss this? And what has gone on in the months since? As to the uh, U.S. district judge calling out uh, the perjury in that uh, in, in that one order that actually was done today, uh, in Joe Biden's speak, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah, it is. And the thing is, she's nowhere near done. She continues to lay out these uh, to lay out these. Really? 7 it should have been valued at 70 million and was valued instead at 700 million. million? Hey, how nuts do you have to? Well, okay, let's not say nuts because I'm not a, I'm not a a qualified behavioral health professional. Um Okay, how uh, criminally minded do you have to be and or not particularly so what was that a was 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 that a rounding error uh, I meant to say eleven thousand square feet uh, it, it's it, but you know we we hit, we hit the wrong key uh, the, i didn't know it was a typographical error you know uh, we were counting the parking garage it's mine too, you know we've got we've got fifty spaces. He's such, a, he's, such, he's such a pathetic thing. You got, a, you, you got that kind of money, but you don't have a collection of, uh, uh, like, kick-ass cars like Jerry Seinfeld and uh, uh, Jay Leno? Well, there's the question. Ron and Raleigh ask, when? I want to know when Alvin Bragg will get off his fat ass and indict that orange skid mark, and why did he drop the case before he changed his tune after Letitia dropped her case on Trump? Well among other things the fact that the the letter explaining to him how how much of a fuck up he is uh going public didn't help him but there's you know listening to this audio you understand a little bit better what a uh, what a uh, well, why he may be running off at the well, crawling up the walls, and you know, and the Adderall, and the, right. And this is, this is arguably sort of uh, petty. But any chance we get to highlight uh, a, a story concerning. Megan, of course, Santa is white, Kelly. Uh, Megan didn't become a better person by leaving Fox News. Remember NBC then signed her and quickly dumped her so that she, they had to pay her $30 million to do nothing? That was after she defended wearing blackface. It all happened, sports. You know, head injuries are a a serious thing, especially in the NFL. And uh, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, the Dolphins quarterback, formerly of the University of Alabama, Well, uh, Tiffany Cross at MSNBC talked about uh, his head injury and then went on to say that NFL owners don't take the issue as seriously as they should. And Tiffany Cross said to see all these black men crashing into each other with a bunch of white owners, white coaches, and the complete disregard for black bodies and black life, I mean, it just represents a larger issue. And apparently this got under, uh, got under the skin of Megyn Kelly who called her uh, a moron and a dumbass and said that she is uh, the most racist person on television. Which, again, is not possible. She can be a bigot. She can be prejudiced. She can't be a racist. It's not how racism works. But, oh, our little nutmeg. (sighs) She really oughtn't have. Because then Tiffany Cross, who is not a moron, and who is not a dumbass, lit nutmeg up
8: all right yes yes i know megan kelly the blackface expert had a lot to say about Ooh. me this week based on something i actually never said so i just want to tell her you swung and you missed please girl move on with your life it's giving obsessed <laughs> and honestly guys the jesus and santa our white lady is not going to crawl her way back to social relevance on my show besides didn't i murk her once already Please make a list for your white Santa and pray to your white Jesus for a life, please. Yeah, it must be deja vu. Either that or I'm catching body number two, which brings me to another problematic white woman who warned some attention this week, Clarence Thomas. On this very day in 1991, Justice Pubicare of my Coke can was confirmed to the Supreme Court. And even though we collectively knew how bad it was then, we didn't know just how problematic Tom would be until now.
2: Tiffany, girl, are you listening to the program? She just called fappy Clarence pubes on my Coke can Thomas. I'm so thrilled. The new phone book's here. The new phone book's here. I'm somebody.
8: Now, the man who succeeded Thurgood Marshall, becoming the second Black justice, and yet not representing the interests of Black men at all, will certainly end up with an equally consequential legacy. For example, after benefiting from affirmative action, he was one of twelve Black students entering Yale Law School in 1971. Justice Clayton Bigsby later firmly opposed it, and of course, there's Commander Waterford's staunch stance against abortion rights. There are many, many problems with Thomas, but the biggest. His insurrectionist sympathizer.
2: Hold on. Oh, I wish I'd caught this live. Justice Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> this is. <laughs> yeah, I did. Steven New York. Did you hear that? She also called him Tom. Girl still got a job so far.
8: Fizing George Peel. Get out inspired wife. Sadly, we won't get to see the real housewife of insurrection.
2: Oh, this is for the ages. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Cross is throwing so much shade, <laughs> Clarence and Jenny must have been freezing to damn death. Did you catch that last reference?
8: Andrew Waterford's staunch stance against abortion rights. There are many, many problems with Thomas, but the biggest, his insurrectionist sympathizing George Peel get out inspired wife.
2: Insurrectionist-inspiring Jordan Peele, get out. Oh.
8: (laughs) Sadly, we won't get to see the real housewife of insurrection's testimony before the January 6th committee because they reportedly reached an agreement with her to not videotape. But what we do know is this. Jenny was at the Ellipse in D.C. on that fateful day before the angry, violent thugs breached the Capitol. She was in close communication with Trump world between the election and January 6th. She sent frantic emails to at least two Wisconsin state lawmakers and nearly 30 Arizona state lawmakers, urging them to ignore Joe Biden's popular vote uh, and choose presidential electors instead. And she's still repeating the same lie that the 2020 election was stolen from Trump. And she denies ever discussing any of her post-election activities.
2: This is just a gift that keeps on giving. Matt in San Francisco noting she also slipped in Commander Waterford. Love her!
8: ...with her husband. Now, do we believe her? What say you get out, Georgina?
4: Oh, no. No.
6: No. No, 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 no. no.
8: We don't even have enough time to get into how problematic these two are. But because today marks the anniversary of Thomas joining the highest court in the land, I thought it was an important reminder that two problematic people were apparently confirmed to lifetime appointments that day. And while Jenny has neither the rhythm nor the range to be a Supreme, the bigger point is that she and her husband are a threat to democracy. And when it comes to any case appearing before the court, they both need to get out. Oh, and wherever you all go, can you take this thirsty raisin and a potato salad with you? Because you all seem to be cut from the same cloth. No, no she stomach.
2: didn't. Oh, uh, and the the this thirsty raisins in the potato salad. It's a picture of Megyn Kelly.
8: Ask that. Thanks. Coming up next, Walker versus Warnock. Uh,
2: I, I got to make sure to get up on Saturdays for that. What did I just watch? What did we just hear? Thirsty. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want to bet over there at uh, at uh, Sirius XM? Megan's new nickname is Thirsty Raisin. That's the worst drag name ever. <sighs> I needed that. I don't know about y'all, but I needed that. We're halfway through the program. There's a $25 uh a $25 matching challenge on the table courtesy of Ralphs, who so kindly does this um in uh, in honor of uh, uh cure the kitty cat. So if that got met that would get us down to 850 which would be wonderful. I know you hate the fundraising. I hate it too. I just didn't. Blackface expert Megan Kelly. Yes, yes, Matt. Yes, Matt in San Francisco. Give her an Emmy. Yes, for that, ju- just for that right there. That beautiful lesson in Don't Start Nothing, Won't Be Nothing. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. How do you follow that one? Well, on the, uh... far more serious side of things... Uh, there's a new movie out. It's called Till. T-I-L-L. And... uh, It's causing some stir, because with early viewings of it, they said it was um, people, some people, you know, Fox News style book. But it profits off of Black Agony, and that there were other accounts that needed to be told. This is the story of Mamie Till Mobley's crusade, bad word struggle to make sure the world saw what was done to her little boy in miss in mississippi emmett till and so in a uh, in a piece of the conversation They write, I, uh, the author writes, I understand why there's some skepticism about the intent of Till, which comes on the heels of ABC's miniseries, Women of the Movement, the docu-series Let the World See, and the podcast series Reclaimed, all of which were released in 2022 and explore the legacies of Emmett Till and his mama. But those who presume that projects like these are pointless or redundant have never contemplated the wishes nor followed the career of Mamie Till Mobley. And notes that she worked fearlessly and tirelessly to draw attention to what she saw this nation as. And the author of this piece, by the way, is Brandon Irby an assistant professor of writing, rhetoric, and digital studies at the University of Kentucky, who notes that he has uh, taught courses about Emmett Till, written about her, uh, Mamie Till Mobley's activism and legacy. And this is the audio to the trailer.
6: This was my boy. Emmett Till I got a letter today from Auntie Lizzie She said Bo's been working the fields <laughs> I can't imagine Oh, he just doesn't understand how different things are in Mississippi Are you listening? Yes Be small down there Like this? Emmett I mean, never thought anything would happen to him Rah! Meet the mommy, Simmy! <laughs> he just wanted to go on vacation and have fun with his cousins. But if my son could just get his feet back onto the Chicago soil, he'd be one happy kid. I don't know why I said that.
4: I wanna to talk to you about that boy! They've come for you!
6: Describe what a mother knows. The first thing I noticed when I became a mother was that my hands were busy. All the time, my hand knew him with my eyes closed. Just like I'd know his laughter in a crowded room. It's the same thing when you know all of someone. This was my boy, Emmett Till.
4: The body of Emmett Lewis Till has been found dead.
6: Can I at least just fix him up a bit? No. They have to see it for themselves.
1: You tell me, maybe. How is risking your life going to help them?
5: Those pictures of your son change people's lives.
3: I can't look, baby.
6: The lynching of my son has shown me that what happens to any of us, anywhere in the world, had better be the business of us all.
2: That's going to be a hard watch. but I think it's going to be a necessary watch. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg was one of the producers on this film. Directed by uh, Chinonye Chukwu. Produced in association with uh, Whoop Inc. And just for the sake of hearing the real Mamie Till Mobley this.
3: My first reaction was to let the world see what is happening in the United States of America. I wanted the world to see and I knew that I could not tell anybody what I had seen. It was just too horrible.
5: In the summer of 1955, the brutal murder of 14-year-old Emmett Lewis Till startled the nation. He was in Mississippi, on vacation from Chicago, visiting relatives. Unfamiliar with the Southern code of white supremacy, Till made the mistake of saying, Bye, baby, to a white woman as he walked out of this grocery store. Police found his body in the Tallahatchie River a few days later.
2: Do you have any evidence bearing on this case?
6: I do know that this is my son.
5: Mamie Till's determination to see her son's killers brought to justice inspired other blacks to demand their rights. Later that same year, 33 years ago, Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King Jr. became household names when blacks in Montgomery, Alabama, refused to ride segregated city buses.
3: We're not sitting and rocking chairs anymore. I said, "Uh uh-uh, we're rocking boats now. In fact, we're gonna turn them over.
5: At 66, Mamie Till Mobley is still outspoken. She and civil rights activists James Farmer were in Boston this week to receive lifetime activism awards from a Massachusetts senior citizen action group.
3: I, I never thought I'd meet you in person, but I thank the Lord God that I did.
2: Normally I think some women might, would have uh, just buried his son and forgot about it and went on with their lives, but this is one woman that
9: kept on to make the civil rights movement uh, go on.
6: We must set out to do our life's work so well that nobody... Could do it
7: better.
5: In Chicago, Till organizes a group called the Emmett Till Players, young people who travel with her to spread the message of the civil rights era through the words of people like Martin Luther King.
3: As I pass along, if I could cheer somebody with a word or a
0: song. If-
2: now this clip is extreme, it's very old. And if you consider if you consider how this program began, no, not with not with Mr. Kaufman, no, but with Dalton Clodfelter, and how he said he pines for the good old days of when America was great before the civil rights movement. Hard not to be felt, leave, left feeling a little bit grim, because whatever progress we felt was being made, the rise of the Dalton Clodfelters and the Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby Ben Shapiro's and the. um lobster daddy Jordan Petersons and Pink Shreks and Alex Joneses of the world make abundantly clear that that undercurrent of hatred and bigotry racism, prejudice has been here all along Somebody raised Dalton Clodfelter. There are no stories that I've been able to find of Dalton Clodfelter's parents saying, "Where did we go wrong?" Or that's not how we raised him. Or he got radicalized on on uh, on four chan or eight chan or Stormfront. it's not there so it's not ridiculous to think that he was raised this way Dalton Clodfelter and I wonder with all my soul whether Dalton Clodfelter has ever seen a picture of what Mamie Till Mobley wanted the world to see, look what they did to my boy and if he was to see it I wonder if it would even bother him because remember that time in Mississippi is when Dalton Clodfelter Christian thinks America was great What do you think? That's not a rhetorical question. It's 2022. We are scant weeks away from midterm elections that may determine whether there continues to be a United States of America as we know it. And this is a stark reminder of how easily it can change. From time to time, prayer meeting Wednesdays, Moran Mondays, whatever, I come along and I I play these clips of the people like Dalton Clodfelter or any of the legion of others who seek. A resurgence of white supremacy in this country. Who, given an opportunity, would strike down the Thirteenth Amendment in a second? And I wonder. I mean, obviously, like I said, that's a very old clip. Uh, the young woman who's uh, quoting and 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 delivering those remarks. hell, she's probably my age now. And she's probably never given up the fight. But somewhere along the way, the message fell out. Or the people being... Because, and this is the grim part... just as is the case with what I say about Nazis in law enforcement and white supremacists in the military I think there are so many that we are scared to death to admit the problem that we have and the problem that we have is bad enough now that what we will get if the Republicans get hold of our of the machine that is government. I don't think we can even imagine it. People who are most profoundly affected imagine it, and they're traumatized by the very thought. And it is, and I want to make perfectly clear, the same struggle. the struggle for women's privacy rights is a part of the larger struggle for human rights. The struggle to maintain fundamental constitutional rights to something, well, marriage equality is a portion of the larger struggle for essential human rights. The struggle not to be poisoned to death by some massive corporation that squatted on property next to yours that is often more or less written off as, well, it's just tree-hugging, is a quantum of the larger struggle for human rights. And there are, and, 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 and all of these things, the right's hatred for all of these things can be easily and best understood in their absolutely spittle spraying hatred for the notion of teaching the actual, real, no kidding history of this country that they call critical race theory. And object to teaching in the schools. It is probably illegal in the state of Florida and probably Texas and God knows where else to teach the unvarnished truth of what was done to Emmett Till and to teach the reality of the lifelong struggle that Mamie Till engaged in For the rest of her days, she didn't sign up for that. It came to her. Lady B says, I read Death of Innocence, Mamie Till's biography about herself and her son. The words alone were hard to contemplate. The picture of her dead son's body was horrible. You don't forget that shit. Ever. I'm writing a biography on my 82-year-old cousin, Will Phillips. He was one of the first black men ever recruited to work for IBM in 1965. He's an educated, well-traveled man. He exercises discretion when he talks about his early life. It wasn't as tragic as Ms. Till Mobley's, but growing up as the son of sharecroppers, the segregation, the way you had to comport yourselves among whites, some of y'all will never, ever know. P.S. The pain in that young actress's voice was incredible. I'd wager age was probably born in the 1900s. Yet she channeled that pain. Incredible. I agree. The work of generations is at hazard. Right now. Just as 100 years ago in Germany A movement got started that would result in the deaths of millions upon millions of people. A similar movement is alive and well in the United States of America right now. With similar, if not identical, philosophies. Saw a note from a friend of mine the other day saying that uh, they walked down to the end of the driveway and found a Ziploc plastic bag with kitty litter in it. You know, not not used. Just kitty litter and a Nazi flyer. That was, of course, in Florida. Where people there may very well re-elect a man who was supported by Nazis in his first campaign for governor. Because his opponent was a black man. And it remains a conundrum. I've said repeatedly that I'm a political grown-up. I understand that I am not going to agree with a political candidate on every last issue. That's simply impossible, short of me being the candidate and me agreeing with me. But as a, mature, as a, as a political grown-up, I can recognize when someone more or less meshes with my ideals... To the best of my knowledge, I've never cast a vote for a candidate and given my support to a candidate who was also supported by the Klan, by Nazis. I've never done that. And I don't plan on ever doing it. But it happens all the time on the right. And that's a kind of a political science study or a sociological study. How is it that Republican voters can so blithely go to the polls and cast their vote for someone that they know is supported by Klegels and Grand Dragons and exalted Cyclopses and Obergruppenführers and the like. How? I know people in Florida right now who, even though they know that Ron DeSantis... has the support of white supremacists and Nazis will get right in bed with those white supremacists and Nazis and support him too. Then again, you know, there's the former guy. The son of a Klansman. And there are Republicans who think, well, you know, I'm not a racist. But they can't wait for the racist to run again so they can vote for him. Now, this is one of those places where two things, two opposite things cannot be true at the same time. I'm not a, I'm not a racist, but I'm going to vote for the racist. Well, one of those two things, one of those things has to not be true. And we know it is true that Donald Trump is a racist. He and his daddy got stone cold busted for being racists by the federal government. But people will vote for him and say, well, I'm not a racist. Yes, you are. The lines are that clearly drawn now. Anyone who votes for any candidate who supports the big lie about the election of 2020, is a participant in it. And there's no way out of it. And, you know, we're talking amongst ourselves. But try to explain this to someone not of like mind and they will look at you like a cow looking at a new gate but that is where we are the car is in reverse and 2022 may let the clutch out And floor it to go backwards. And I find that absolutely terrifying. I know it probably seems like no big deal, but uh, up in Idaho. The state legislature there, because this is another one of those quantum quanta of human rights. The state legislature of Idaho is contemplating a, ba- a, a bill that would ban drag performances in all public venues public parks, public libraries, public schools, public anything. And a uh, creepy bigot of the Idaho Family Policy Center, you know, a family's always in the name, uh, the president of that organization, Blaine Konzati, says the bill is ready to go as soon as the session gets underway, but refused to share uh, the bill language with the Idaho Capitol Sun. And Kanzati would not say which legislators are working with him on it because he, and more importantly they, are, for the moment, cowards. Among other things, Kanzati has been barking and grunting and hooting about a drag performance in Coeur Idaho. You remember Coeur where the Patriot Front was it, was caught just as they were getting ready to go in and start beating and maiming and possibly killing participants in the Pride celebration there and were only discovered by accident. And some shadowy donor paid the bail for every one of the arrested fascists. Yeah, well, uh, Kanzati claims that a drag performer exposed himself at a performance in Coeur d'Alene. It began with a nasty blogger named Summer Bushnell, who started that lie rolling. And had manipulated a, bit, a video to make it look like the drag queen had, had exposed himself. The prosecutor's office got hold of the video, saw it, see, saw that it had been manipulated, and declined to press charges. And the drag performer has since filed a defamation lawsuit against Summer Bushnell. But that doesn't stop that doesn't stop these theocratic fascists from continuing to cl- claim that something that is demonstrably false is true. Now, this is where it gets interesting, because, you know, it's it's easy to say, ah, drag, drag performances, who gives a shit? But it isn't just the drag performances. It's whatever they don't like. It's teaching say high school students about the brutality of the murder of Emmett Till. They will ban anything that does not make them look good. And this Kanzati, Blaine Kanzati creep says, No child should ever be exposed to sexual exhibitions like drag shows in public places, whether that's at a public library or a public park, well, they're not sexual exhibitions at all. And so the Idaho Family Policy Center is saying that the Idaho state constitution contains language that that means that the state of Idaho can ban drag shows. That language is not in the Constitution. But there is a section of the Idaho Constitution that says the first concern of all good government is the virtue and sobriety of the people and the purity of the home. If that sounds vague, it's because it is. But imagine for a moment what... uh, probably was included in that, in that vague statement, say in the 1860s or the 1880s. The purity of the home could include women in the workforce. Virtue could mean banning same-sex marriage. Virtue can be anything that a a right-wing theocratic fascist says it is. The constitutional language says the legislature of the state should further all wise and well-directed efforts for the promotion of temperance and morality. This is back when the temperance spasm was running rampant. There were gay people in Idaho in the 19th century. There were gender nonconforming people in Idaho in the 19th century. And Blaine Tanzati says plainly, Well, there were many Supreme Court decisions from the 19th century dealing with public virtue and how sexual practices should not take place in public because it degraded public virtue. And a lot of that shit's been overturned. Because it is not the business of government, and it is, in fact, discriminatory. And by the way, according to Blaine Canzati, drag shows are the same thing as blackface. 3,500 people have signed Blaine Kinzati's petition. They have uh, this this outfit, this family policy center, which is incredibly well-funded, have sent out over 26,000 emails to corporate sponsors of Boise Pride. Trying to run corporations away from, uh, and, and Lord knows rainbow washing is a thing. But trying to get corporate sponsors away from pride. It took them a day and a half to get their mouth-walking, knuckle-breathing freaks to send those 26,000 emails. Meanwhile, a resident of Boise, a drag a drag queen by the name of Crispin Gravatt, who performs as Penelope Windsor, said at its core drag is an art and art can be powerful. For a lot of us it's a way to be part of a community and do something fun and creative. For me and my friends it's all kind of like art therapy. The same thing we see with veterans or abuse survivors. It's a way we can find joy and work through some of the challenges in a world that can be challenging at times for people like me. And, bless their hearts, the Idaho paper there says, uh, Drag is no different from original Shakespearean theater performances. When men played women on stage and women played men are the way clown, a clown entertains a crowd. The misinformation about drag that is spreading is harmful, they said, because many people don't know what drag actually is and end up believing something that isn't true. Crispin, Crispin Gravatt went on and said, It's a little insulting that these folks think people like me don't know how to act appropriately when, for where we're at. In my experience, being in this community, performing, producing, going to shows, and just celebrating who I am and who my community is, It's weird to see that such a small group of people has made it so far in what they're trying to do because 99% of people I meet all over the state, they think it's either a fun, creative outlet or something that may not be for them, but it isn't a threat. And the only way to make it stop is to make it stop. The bigots will not stop voluntarily. If they manage to ban drag in Idaho, they'll come after someone else some other marginalized group. God knows they're doing the drag bill now because they've already done the trans kids in athletics bill two years ago, and it's hung up in federal court. So... And, and the thing is, once upon a time, you'd say, "Well, you know this could never- this could never withstand constitutional scrutiny at the Supreme Court level can't say that anymore. They are winning, says Ron in Raleigh an article Tudor Dixon blames the twenty twenty one Oxford Michigan high school shooting on Of course, critical race theory. Almost all these cases, we see what we saw most recently in Oxford, where there was a warning sign, and we've become really lax about allowing parents to bend the rules on those contracts they're signing. That's what Tudor Dixon said when asked about preventing gun violence. Our schools have become so lax on allowing this, allowing parents to break the contract and then extend the rules or change the wording or allowing them to have a child that's in desperate need of help to go back into the classroom. And then tragedy happens. So we need to be seeing this ahead of time. We need to have training instead of doing all this critical race training. How about we have training on spotting an emergency before it happens? And remember, two-door Dixon is a, uh, I presume, former... Softcore porn actress. Hopefully she gets her ass handed to her in the election. Let's go over to the stress line. Hey, welcome to the program. That was kind of quick. <laughs> Lady B, how are you?
9: Hi. I had to call you because you started talking about me
2: Tomos. <laughs>
9: and uh, I think I shot off an email to you real quick. Can you hear me? I'm in my car. I'm yeah, my no, no, walk. no. I'm,
2: I've got, yeah, you're fine.
9: <laughs> um, I read her book, Death of Innocence. And my God, wow. Uh, I read it when, it when it first came out. I think it was 2005. And you know, it's a it's a it's a timeless story. And when I found out that they were doing a movie, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I was like, Are they gonna show the photograph? Are they gonna gummy up the body in the coffin or something like that? I because it's indescribable. If you if you've never seen that before in your life, I how could you look down at something like that and think, Oh my god, that was once my child? You know, you can't. Um it just it was uh, very unsettling um, and uh my father was born and raised in Mississippi, He was born in nineteen thirty five um, and you know, I don't know much of I knew my grandparents um you know um we would go visit them every summer, and uh so this little colorado girl got have to go down there and everybody's but I was like, he dance a lot, <laughs> he's not so proper. You know, um, but it was. Uh, I, I I think I mentioned in the email that I was talking to my cousin Will. He is my mother's first cousin. Um, my mother's father. He's the same. It, it, it's it's a weird thing in my family. My oldest sister is seventy nine, and I'm fifty three. Me and my twin are fifty three. So there's like this big gap. But he and my sister, he's only three years older than my sister. They used to play together as kids. kid. So, my, her grandfather, my mother's father, and his grandfather, you know, um, they are—they were brothers. I never met my paternal grandfather. I think he died in the 50s. So, um, are you still there? I'm sorry, darling. No, I'm here. What, I'm listening. Um, oh, okay. Oh, oh okay. Um... So, um, he, I, I met my cousin Will maybe once, like I said, he's about 82 and he was coming to visit my aunt Zadie Bell, we call her Aunt Zadie Bell, that was his mother. And um, he was working and, and she said, oh, he's a business owner, he's always busy. So um, I, it was, God, 20, 30 years ago, I think me and twins were just getting ready to go to college or we were in college. And we met him briefly, and then I did not see him again until about five or six years ago. I was looking for a place to record, and he had an office space that he was renting out, and he built me a studio, and long story short, so that's how we became friends. But he'd always talked about wanting to do his own story about his life. Um, again, like I said, he he was one of the first blacks to integrate IBM, and he actually went on to success. He started his own company, um, he's traveled the world, he speaks a little French. Just a really great, fascinating guy. When COVID hit, the woman who was coming in to take care of his brother, his brother Willard, who's a year younger than him, has uh, he was one of the black pilots in the uh, I wouldn't say he was the first, but he was uh he became a pilot and flew. Um, I don't know if he did Korea, but he was definitely in Vietnam. And uh but he's, he's taking care of his brother in the family's house. Uh anyway, um, he got they got COVID from the woman who was coming in to take care of Willard. And she actually died. Now Willard was lucky he didn't catch it, but Will did. And um it's weakened him a little bit. I mean, there is such a thing as long COVID. I mean, I watched a guy oh, walk yes. around, he's six foot four, you know, just be great shape for a guy in his late 70s. And now, you know, he's a little bit hobbled by it. So I said, well, you know what? I'm going to do your bio. because It's time, and I think we need to get out. And it's funny, when he's talking to me, he lightens up. You know, he's not as slow and foggy in memory. He actually remembers a lot. And like I said, there wasn't really hard, traumatic things. But what struck me so much about talking to him so far in these interviews is how ordinary it was. How absolutely ordinary it was to be segregated, um, to go see movies and sit in the balcony, um, to, you know, they did not mess with the white people in Arkansas. They had another, it was like a railroad track thing. They were on the other side. They had, he said they had the cotton gin on one side, on the white side, and we were on the other side. And he talked about how his father could pick 100 bales of cotton, or, you know, a 100-pound bag of cotton a day. He was a strong man and how he used to follow the the plow, you know, with the, the mule in the front, pulling the plow, you know. And his father was very strong and he could do a lot of work. And um, he had a, his, his father, his mother picked cotton. Um, I remember my dad saying he was six years old when he started picking cotton. Um, but I I think what struck me most about Will's story and what he's been telling me, again, like I said, how ordinary it was, and how there's a lot of people, little ones being born today, little ones like my nieces and nephews who were born in the late '80s, in the '90s, who you know they'll know from what we tell them, but they have no idea even though we are in a new century to me and you, you know, for folks our age, that wasn't that long ago in our lives for Will, at 82 years old, that was his lifetime. And it was so vastly different from what we're living in. Now it's incredible. I'm going to hit a spot, but you might lose me a little bit, but I'll be back. Okay. So don't hear me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I, like I said, I had read, I think we're getting that stuff here. Um, I had read Mamie Till Moseley's book and I, I And I'm just listening to that, just listening to her channel. That pain was absolutely incredible. And it made me think And I think I've mentioned this in an email that I either sent you or did not. How we blacks as a collective, how we, we're not, we're individuals yet we're not. Because when something happens to one of us that's bad, it happens to all of us. Um, I have nephews, friends of the family um, who've been pulled over by the cops. And uh my nephew, Keith, who is uh, 54, um, he talked about, you know, and it was just whatever. Yeah, that punk-ass cop, he handcuffed me, you know, and I'm sitting on the curb, and I'm like, what did we do? And he searched the car, and they didn't find anything. We didn't do it. And I was like, well, what happened? Why did they pull you over? He said, they just did it. And each of the guys in my family can tell you a story about that about just being pulled over for nothing. And it's just, it is what it is. You know, it's just, and I mean, this has happened to white guys. I know of my white friends who had long hair back in the 60s talked about it too. But I don't think there's the same fear for their lives. Maybe there was. But anyway, um, yeah, but, but just again, it was... What I'm seeing now, frightening. And even though I didn't live like Will did, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, we would call the N word and stuff like that when when white kids discovered the word and would throw it at us and all of that other stuff. But you know, other than that, you know, just little slights. Like I I think there were times in school where I think there was definitely some discrimination. but you know You get over it I mean It's it's what you become As an adult As opposed to how you Lived as a kid And I, and that's the way My cousin Will is There were things That they went through But as an adult now You know He, he doesn't dwell On those things and So these During these interviews To have all these stories Coming out And I'm like This is stuff His daughter doesn't even know This is stuff You know So it's interesting What's going on But anyway I'm, I'm skipping around Um but the whole thing is, so they're doing chill, and I think it's relevant, and it's, it is gut and shit. And um, because right now we're, we're seeing a repeat. Um, everything is starting to come back again, all, And as crazy as it sounds, you know, people are like, oh, well, no, there's no way it could be as bad as it was back then. It could very well be and especially every time we have an incident where a black man is killed by a cop, um, I think people should think, well, you know, this has been going on for decades. This isn't anything new. And it's going to happen again, man. That's the crazy part, Robert.
2: It is happening again. It's going
9: to happen
2: again. It is happening again. And it just
9: keeps... And, And I thought about... Your life, and you know, from what I know, you, your experience, you know, with racism and everything, I mean, it's born out, your compassion is born out of what you've seen, but your knowledge is born out of what you become, who you are now. Now you're going to fill the full brunt, especially so, um, because you're a male, uh, excuse me, forgive me, you've been a girl all your life, baby. But, you. you know, when you transitioned your body, when you transitioned your body to meet the woman right? you. So now you're going to go through a lot of shit. And um, I hope it doesn't get you in any danger, um, you know, or anything like that. Don't ever put yourself, don't ever forget that. Because the, the Robin Bob Kincaid. Or, you know, Bob Cade could go And do and be in places And there might be things you notice But it was never something that was directly to affect you Now there will be things that are going to affect you though. Yes. And you don't Learning that You don't want to Yeah, do you see what I mean? I mean, you're noticing it now Really noticing it And you're taking it to heart You've noticed before, but now it's like Oh shit, wow, okay Um but yeah, so I'm like, I think they should all be gone. Um, but I, I guess I wanted to say that my, you know, what my cousin was talking when we, and we, you know, when we finished the interview, we'll talk about things today. And he says he really is worried and he didn't think that it would be like this. All these people running for offices and all these people. It's so blatant and it's so obvious. And I, I just it well it is well, I mean, it, it, it is,
2: it, is. It, it lady v it is but if I could offer an observation, this is kind of like uh you know and 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 we can spot it in different in different segments you know but the the the, the early labor wars where the the bosses and the corporations were ham fisted about it and and came out and broke skulls. Or Bull Connor yeah. in Birmingham and the dogs and the, yeah. and the fire hoses. Well, they learned from that, Lady B, and they're not going to be, for the most part, they're not going to be that upfront about it. They, they, it will be, or at least it will start out as a more veiled uh, form of behavior. And yeah. and 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 so you know, they'll say, for instance, like I saw a headline coming out of Georgia. Look at all these early voters. What uh, 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 now? Don't you now? Now do you see that there's no voter suppression? No, I don't see it because it's still a felony to give somebody standing in line to vote a bottle of water.
9: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I mean, that's... Well, did you see that? You saw that on. Yeah, you know, I was going to say you saw that on MSNBC or maybe you caught the tape, of the people being pulled out of line and being arrested for voting. Yes. I mean, really? Yeah, dude, I just got my, dude, I just got my um, ballot in the mail. In Colorado, we do mail-in voting. And uh, so, thank God. I couldn't imagine standing in a line and waiting for hours. And I... I don't understand it. I'm glad it doesn't happen here. Colorado Springs is not perfect. But I, I couldn't imagine going through something like that for something so basic and so simple. You know, something that should just be a God-given right as an American, basically, to, you know, be able to pick your leaders and to treat it that way. But, yeah, we talked about, you know, union busting and in all that stuff. And, um... My one of the interesting things my cousin said, um, he said when they were when his dad was working, and he said something about half us, and and um, basically you know because you had to pay the landowner um, first, so you know it, it was I, 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 it was just the craziest stuff. Um, I think blacks like back then didn't they they had no high school. It was like, why are you protesting? You're not going to get what you, what you're asking for, you know, but uh, anyway, I I won't stay long, but, um, I, I, uh, it's, it's happening and I think people think, oh, that was in the past. That's not possible. That's outrageous. That can't be. And Robin, it is. It is. It's, here. Really, it's, it's there. here. It's here. It's now. It's not, it's, and, and everybody thinks the little slights, but the little slights are adding up because people are becoming more involved. People, oh, I didn't get in trouble for that. You know? And all these guys coming up with all these stupid bills, and I'm like, what is this, the 1950s? What are you? Why are they so hell-bent on keeping people oppressed? Or trying to be openly racist, and why? Why are they
2: so still doing? I don't because 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 you know, it works. Okay, you know, it's a larger question. Uh, I saw a friend on Facebook asking, and it was a, it was a, a story about the overall, uh, well, about all the negative ads and all the hate-filled ads all over the country. And my friend on Facebook asked the question and she's an academic and she said the larger, the larger issue is why does this stuff continue to work on white voters yep. and that's a valid question uh, Ron and Raleigh just sent this along to me uh, and I'm going to share the clip you'll be able to hear it and okay. uh, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgetown sent me the, the, the link as well, this is just an excerpt from Marcus Flowers' debate against Marginal Trailer Queen and this is just this is just they they're just making shit up. And people gullible people who want to believe and want a reason to be able, and this is the bottom line I think. People resent not being able to hate other people at will. Uh I don't know okay. I don't I don't know what some of that noise is but uh um
9: it was it was me I I had to I had to check something in one of the
2: rest Sorry. <laughs> okay, no, no, no worries, but just this clip real quick, Marcus Flowers and Marginal Trailer Queen
9: party. The Democrat party is the party of child abuse. It's the party that represents grooming children and sexualizing them in school, teaching anti-white racism in the terms of CRT education and genital mutilation of kids, kids that can't even get a driver's license, can't get a tattoo and cannot vote. How do you stand there and represent the Democrat party as a father? And do you believe in genital mutilation of children under the age of 18 and, and these puberty blockers?
2: see not a word there, there, was, there was no truth in any of that just once once I want yeah. somebody to look at her and say first of all you moron it is the Democratic Party yep <laughs> maybe with some letterhead from the Democratic National Committee you see that I see can you just not read Marge but th- th- this, this, she... 50 years 50 years ago this was how can you stand there as a father and say that black children should go to school with our good white children it's the same yeah. thing A friend of mine yeah. uh, I, I may have mentioned this a friend of mine was telling me that up in uh up in Michigan uh, they 've got some propositions on on the ballot and uh one uh, one thing uh, that there's a uh, an ad campaign about something called Proposition Three, reproductive health, and uh, they weren't getting the traction they wanted, so now they've uh, kicked off another campaign about again, and this is all messaging coming from a common source: puberty blockers. Puberty blockers aren't permanent. <laughs> And, and puberty yeah. blockers are used on cis kids with precocious puberty. We've talked about it a million times, if we've talked about it once. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I want to get across is this is just the current vehicle. There are other backs that they will ride. But um, so guess what? The local GOP has now gotten, oh, my God, they've gotten this. You know, there's a sizable Muslim community in in Michigan. And guess who's gotten in bed with the GOP on these on these on these basic rights issues?
9: Yeah. I, I couldn't have been the mayor uh, I mean, no, is it the mayor? No, uh, no, no. no. The, 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 the,
2: the conservative Muslim community has joined up with the right oh. with right with right wing Republicans, barking and grunting and hooting about gender issues and women's rights, women's privacy issues. And there's part of me that's wondering, where the hell is Rashida Tlaib? I can't believe that she you know, she needs to step into this, and she needs to call out. Well, her, I think. Uh, but then again, I call no, for I, I, I call for Christians.
9: Maybe,
2: I call for Christians to call out the Dalton Clodfelters, and that doesn't happen either.
9: And, and I think I think maybe Nancy and you know Pelosi and those guys are kind of it a lot of those women keep your mouth shut, because we haven't heard from AOC and um oh my god, I can't remember her name, the squad. We haven't heard much from them at all. They've really been keeping a low profile. And I think that it's probably Nancy E. Flores probably chosen them that's what's best for now. Just, you know, vote like you're supposed to vote and don't make too many ways. And I know that might sound crazy, but I think maybe that has something to do with it because I couldn't imagine that Rashida Talib isn't um, upset about this. I'm certain she's very pissed off about it. Um, I have to hope so. It's just that, you know, yeah, I just think they've been told, hey, you know, we will deal with all of this in time. Just go ahead and, you know, keep your head low and, you know, let us handle this. But again, that's putting our faith in the Democratic Party. To, you know, do what this supposed to do, which I don't even know what it is anymore because we're a big tent party, and so therefore in such as we can't alienate the um, middle voters, the people straddling the fence so hard that they're giving birth to splinters, you know. Um, but I think, I, I mean, I, I, I think what I want to impress, or, you know, what I likes to say to everybody who's saying, you know, and this is a good, compassionate audience you have. When you know, my cousin and I were talking about it, and he's a good, decent guy. Like I said, you know, he's, he's just—he has a lot of friends. He knows a lot of people. He's a wonderful man. So, talking about things involving race—it doesn't happen very often. Um. Because he knows better. He knows how to be discreet. He knows, you know, how to comport himself um, among people of different races. That's what he had to do as a salesman, as a marketing representative, and all the other stuff. When when we talk about white people, I think, um, I think there are a lot of white folks that don't realize they're white. They don't understand. And, and it's, you know, by no means does it necessarily blanket everybody, but it is to describe a person who has different experiences from you. And sometimes that word has to come out. I mean, everybody does. Not all black people are the same, not all white people are the same. But when, okay, for example, I have a really good friend. Um, when Biden was running for president, I had him walk me downtown to the ballot box to drop off my ballot. You can either mail it in or you can drop it off. And it was funny, but he did it because I said, I don't feel safe going there and putting this ballot in the box without somebody, you know, threatening me. And they're talking about that now. They're saying that they're going to station people at the ballot boxes here. Uh, You have to stay about a thousand feet away. But if you see somebody standing there with a gun, it doesn't matter how far away they are, you know. Um, so it's just I don't know, Robin. It's, it's, it's kind of strange, but anyway, I, I am I am working now. But I just wanted to call in and say, and I'm sorry, I'm not coherent and don't have anything beautiful and pretty to say. But um, it's this is real and this is happening, and if it happens to one group. That it's going to happen to other groups like your group, like Steve from New York's group. It it keeps spreading, and it's it's not one off anymore. There's just like this whole contest, you know, whole thing out there where people want to make people who are not like them and don't worship like them and don't live like them. They want to make them miserable, and it's blatant, and it's brazen, and it's out in the open. And it was absolutely mind-boggling that in 2022, we sent a rover to Mars. We have, you know, even at my eye doctor, they use a the little electronic screen for your, you know, they're not even using the paper thing anymore, except a vision. <laughs> um, but anyway, I got to go.
2: <laughs> but, I understand. There's work to be and, done. Um, it, I'm yeah, so glad you called. I am so glad you called. And you know, I know. And, and, and Jude said a little bit ago Our Lady B, just hearing her voice, even before she offers her insights, has provided a connecting line for me and us. May she always know how her writings and her voice provides a sense of being a lighthouse during the time of storms on this woman's path. Deeply grateful, Jude. Oh, Jesus. Jude is like a rose. She's like a lotus flower
9: petals all that warmth and beauty it's wonderful um, but anyway so maybe some other time we could talk about I'm just telling you what you said about me this show most of that's a powerful movie and you may not be able to take it I'm telling if it's anything like the book you really may not be able to handle that um, and it's important but oh my gosh um, and this picture made everygree magazine. And gentility, I
2: think. Yes, yes.
9: And so I had relatives who saw that, and you know, that's nothing—no that any, any, mother would do that.
2: Right no. Right, so. And and you know, right. I'm I'm not even being that close to sarcastic when I say I would would not be surprised if Ron DeSantis tries to tries to ban it from being screened in Florida. The fascists oh, are here. Exactly. They are here, Lady B. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're behaving the, just um, like fascists did 100 self. years ago. They come for the people that's that the they call as the as deviants, as well. and then they come for the people who aren't racially pure.
9: Mm-hmm. And you have to, and that's what people have to understand, and that's what I was talking about, white people. Don't exclude yourself from that, because it's you, can't, you can only withstand so much injustice for so long. Not every white person nowadays is racist. A lot of people are woke, whether they hate the word or not. And if they didn't think they were woke before, they should be now. There's nothing wrong with that word. It just means you're aware of someone. You're aware right. of the injustice. The, in the, world the opposite, the the opposite
2: of woke is comatose. Who wants to be comatose? Mm-hmm.
9: That's right. So, you know, and and a, a real quick thing on COVID, too, you know, how everybody's kind of ignoring it and acting like nothing happened. You know, like the last two years we didn't go through with some type of. Fundamental shift in our thinking and um, the, all the mental things, but you know the the pain and the grief and everything that people are feeling that's riding underneath the surface. You know, and they'll go to a, a bar and try to drink it off or smoke it off or whatever. But it's happening to everybody. There is a change. Maybe it's the age of Aquarius. I don't know, Luke, but it's, there's something going on, and we're all going to be caught up in it sooner or later. So just prepare yourself well let's try to get through this damn election. Vote Democratic. Straight ticket, you guys, please. Because, yeah, democracy literally, utterly, absolutely 100 fucking percent depends on everything that happens this November. If we lose seats, if we lose seats, Robin, Robin, if we lose seats, I can't even, I I, I can't even imagine. I mean,
2: it's bad. No, I don't. I don't. If, if if we've lost if we've lost the house and or the senate on November the ninth, I, I I don't I don't know what this program's going. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. know. I don't know how to do the yeah. program the next day.
9: Yeah,
2: and maybe it know, could
9: affect you. They could. They could start saying you guys can't broadcast this stuff anymore. I mean, it sounds outrageous, but who knows? Who knows what could happen?
2: Well, I mean, they it, it, look. There are there are, uh, there are Republicans down in my state capital or all over this state right now that if they could figure out a way to do it, would make sure that I never took another dose of estrogen. They want me dead. Yeah. They want that, people that, like me dead. That would hurt you, yeah. That would
9: hurt you. I would hate to have in the progress that you have and watch it being reversed. My God, that people have killed themselves over stuff like that, and we don't want that. for you Robin? That, don't, we no. don't want that.
2: And, and again, Ron DeSantis no. down in Florida is already forcibly be, detransitioning trans men, trans women, and non-binary adults. Adults. Not kids. Adults. Like We have no agency over our lives anymore. We don't, we, I guess he thinks he knows what's best for us.
9: You know? And we just deal with it, huh? One man. One man and his friends are doing that to the entire country. And it's a sex one, it affects us all. Okay, sweetheart, there are like two people all working right. tonight, and they don't even work. They're not even supposed to be here after five. So I got
2: to you. got to <a> skedaddle. <laughs> I get you
9: it. I know. And, and thank you so much. Um, thank you for all the compliments, guys. Uh, and, uh, yes, I'm a writer. I am in the process of writing a book, channel. So.
2: Hopefully, we'll see what happens. I can't wait um, to re- I can't wait to read the bio. Oh my gosh! <laughs> this going to be Let's bye. All right, see you, Lady B. Bye. The one and only Lady B. What a delight it always is to hear from her. Oh, and by the way. Uh, I had a note uh, from Matt in San Francisco, going back to the Idaho story. And again, it is—it's all part of a piece. Wherever wherever they start, whatever what, wherever they break the circle, they will then begin to consume whatever's next to it, whatever's tangential to it, whatever is. And so, as I've said before, this is because of. This is because of what they think will win for them. Ban drag, asks Matt in San Francisco. These people just don't know how to have fun. To do drag correctly, it takes imagination, creativity, humor. And it ain't cheap. Oh my God, the wigs alone would break me. What worries me is how this crowd continues to focus relentlessly on trans folks, drag queens, queer folk, making villains of us all. They continue to push the narrative, and so far there's not a lot of prominent folks from our side saying unapologetically that trans rights are human rights. Drag queens are people. Queer folks are people. All of us simply expressing our human experience. We all deserve respect. If we aren't your cup of tea, then drink something else. No reason to ban tea, for fuck's sake. To me, Never Again isn't just about building ovens. It's about not allowing the seeds of hate to be planted. Not allowing people to water the plants, tend the plants, cultivate the plants, because the only thing that that constitutes is a bounty. The the only thing that constitutes a bountiful harvest, in that case, is our death. Silence equals death. It's time for everyone to speak up and speak out whenever they hear any of this hate. Can't be silent. And you know, I neglected to, and, and I'm sure she already knew, but I neglected to mention Lady B. You know, that uh, with her ba- on that ballot of hers, there's a candidate who says that 30 schools in Colorado have litter boxes for the furry kids. I wish I was lying. I am not lying and the same you know the same in minnesota and it just seems so stupid it's almost like no you, you know, just, just don't, get, don't 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 give it oxygen but we have to talk about it we have to call it out and we have to push back against it and call lies lies I didn't hear Marcus Flowers' response. It wasn't included in that clip I played a little bit ago. His response to Marginal Trailer Queen, but you would think from our history, you would think that maybe, and maybe, maybe it's just forgotten. Maybe that we don't. Maybe maybe people don't know that history anymore. The lawyer who lo- who who destroyed. Joseph McCarthy, when he finally looked at him and said, At long last, sir, have you no decency? There's a lot of people that need that said to them right now. They need that said to them on issues of, 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 of ethnicity, on issues of gender and sexuality. on issues of privacy rights. it, It absolutely boggles my mind that Remember in November has somehow not managed to make a bunch of these races laughingstocks. Why is Ron Johnson running neck and neck with Mandela Barnes? Why is... Jerk deluxe fake hillbilly Vance, even within 10 points of Tim Ryan. Why isn't Charles Booker scaring the living be Jesus out of Rand Paul, libertarian ophthalmologist, and that thing on his head? because they are using a messaging strategy that plays into white grievance and white fear. I know younger people, millennials, with little kids, and they're losing their shit. And I think it's because they're scared to death that one of these days... They're, I mean, they're, they're so committed to gender issues, they're afraid that one of these days their kid's going to say, well, you know, I'm a whatever... whatever whatever isn't what they were assumed to be at birth and they hate it they hate it and I understand some of that because I lived in a lot of pain for a lot of years trying to make sure that my parents never had to deal with my shame And so I sacrificed my own life, a big chunk of it. But like that one article said a, a, a few weeks back, stop worrying about what happens if kids transition. Worry about what happens if they don't. Because a bunch of them are going to wind up with their parents burying them. Let's uh, run over to the stress line. Hey, welcome to the program. Hey. Hey, Shorty, how hey, are Shorty. you? you got me all upset. What about You I got I done me now? all upset. What have I, I done now? I was trying
3: to say, did you see my email?
2: I did. Thank you. Did I make it? Did it clear it? It cleared. Thank you. Well, no, I mean, is there anything else left? Nope, not a thing. The fundraising hole is filled for the first time in ages, and you're amazing.
3: Well, hold on, hold on. Before you say all that, because I don't want to end on that my note, because you know I always sometimes make it negative. Okay. (sighs) Happy today. First of all. Happy today. I got upset, because it's supposed to to be, yeah, Uh, because I'm supposed to be saying gender smender, okay? You know why? Because we shouldn't have. I gotta say, because I can't stand talking about gender stuff. Because it's supposed to be human to human, right? And if we can't be humans to humans, I'm just gonna say gender smender. Because that keeps people saying, "Fuck," you know, you know, you know. I can go there, but I can't do the hair rolling. I don't want to hurt my shoulder, but, right? Oh, so I got that part out. <gasps> so what do you call it? Why I oughta? Yeah, I didn't know all that was still going on, and I really. Can we be human to human? Because they're doing all this stuff to sidetrack us. They're trying to make us have too much stuff going on. So we forget about what's really going on. Okay? And it's human to human. And if we can't be human to human and see that the earth is talking, you know, and they're going to keep acting stupid and we're going to just keep acting nice and putting, what do you call that thing? It's, It's giant and it looks just like you when you stare at it. Yeah, a mirror. Yeah. Just hold a mirror to their faces. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to find nice stuff to say. I really. I it's know. hard. You can put on hold listening to all that, girl. Hey everybody.
2: <laughs> hey, Shorty.
3: <laughs> How you doing? So, what's? The, are you in the plus?
2: Yes, we are. We are. We are. We are caught up. We are caught up all Tell the on. way up to this here day. So we'll just have rather. And hopefully we'll, we'll be able to stay out. Just of the let them know what I life. did. Well, Shorty, 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 who, yes. Shorty just wiped out the fundraising hole, y'all. Every last penny of it. And yeah. so we are here at. Because the- I said I would. Yes, you did. Yeah. That's what we do. It is indeed
3: you know what, y'all? It's gonna get real stupid on CNN and other places. It's gonna get real stupid, and we need her here. So let's keep her in the plus. Can we do that? Yeah. I heard them all say yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> How you doing? You know, I'm doing. I'm doing real good. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not feeling great. Uh, I've managed to get through through. And I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping this is what I think it is. It's just allergies or whatever, and it'll be gone in a couple of days. And because uh, it doesn't have any of the stuff that feels like, you know, the thing we don't want to say. Yeah. Uh, but you're getting you're getting, well, you you're, know, getting you're getting big love. Uh, uh, Ralphs just sent a note and said, "Woohoo, shorty!" So thank yeah, you. Well, yeah. Well, I can't clap,
3: but I'm gonna try. So here's the update. They got me on the little. Uh I'm out of the third yellow zone. I still have to wear the word little risk because i'm a the yellow band that says I'm a fall risk, so I'm thinking yellow zone when I thought I was COVID or something. I am mean, like, nobody told me nothing. I'm going down it's the it's the standard fourteen day mandate you know before you can move anywhere so now I'm in the green zone which means that therapy hurts when I say ow you say ouch. So I'm doing that. And so I got the little readout today. It says my left leg is 22%, which was at 40 something normally. And my right leg is at whatever it's normal. So, so what I was doing on the little, they had me on the bicycle and then they gave me a little squeeze ball. So I go to get my stuff, my shoulder checked out, but I'm walking. I'm on the tiptoe, but I'm we walking. Are, and, and we
2: are so proud of you. Uh, and, uh, and uh, Jude had just written in a minute ago and said, uh, ask Shorty if she needs any support as she resides there at the rehab center. I'm here willing on whatever level it may be. So, Do you
3: know what support I need? I need some pull-ups, No.
2: <laughs> happens.
3: That yeah, makes me laugh. It happens.
2: Yeah, and, 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 and Lady, lady, lady me. B said, go Shorty, it's your birthday. Oops. Thanks for your help keeping Miss Robin on the air.
3: That's what we do. We have to. I heard Don, I miss so much because my phone, you know, when I got hit by the car, my phone got hit too with my ID everything. So I'm trying to get everything. But the first thing that came in was a way to be able, remember how I told you I couldn't do anything because they messed up my account. Yeah. And they finally, I did the change of address because this is gonna, the address is, this place where I'm at is gonna be permanent for a while until, you know, I'm out of here, you know. Right. And so that's the first thing that came in the mail. I said, Oh, let me see if it's on. I went, holy crap, Ola, it's almost over. Now I texted you and emailed you, whatever I did. And it's like, wait for me. So so now I got a way to donate. Yay. Look at you You're awesome. So all y'all want to thank y'all, because y'all going y'all gonna to make me cry, because I got you get up the phone. Y'all going to make me cry, because they're going to do my vitals. But all y'all, you got to promise you'll do it at least today or tomorrow. Put one hand on your left shoulder. We all do it together. And left hand on the right shoulder. Y'all ready? Ready. Squeeze. Mm, Squeeze. Mm. If a turd came out, if a turd came out, you hugged right, and I fixed your back.
2: Some of that. I love Some of that. Some of that. that We will keep to ourselves. Oh yeah. That. Oh, you know I don't have a filter.
3: (laughs) Unless it's for coffee. So I love y'all just in case somebody else wants to get in, in the last couple of minutes. So smooches everybody. Uh smooches. I'll keep y'all updated. I'll send you a I'll send you a video of my harsh workout. I love y'all. Thanks everybody, Jude, Ralph, Lady B, everybody. Uh, and thank Tracy.
2: You.
3: I'm thinking about you, girl.
2: Oh, we're thinking uh, we're thinking I about you, Shorty. It. We certainly, certainly are. You be tough. You hang All right. tough. Well, smooches. Smooch is hot. I'm going to
3: hang and, and hold on and try not to smooch is Night, y'all. See ya. Bye, Bye.
2: And so, uh, I can't think of a better way to end the program. This has just been magnificent. Never expected that. and And yes, I do. I do have the elderberry syrup. Thank you. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I, yes, I'm going to get after that. If if it's just allergies, it'll probably still work. So, and I hope, it's got to just be allergies. (sighs) Um, Thanks, everybody. Uh, We are back to just our ordinary fundraising now, day by day. We are all the way funded here to the 19th day of October. And, uh, won't go into it but for the day that this is you know I can't help marking the little milestones this is one of them and uh it's been a very emotional one been thinking about a lot and y'all just helped immensely so uh we'll come back tomorrow for Thorn in the Side Thursday God only knows what it will have gone sideways by then um because there's always something, especially in these. We, I, I think that's the thing. We have moved into the, to the. Uh, we we in these remaining what three weeks until the election, we are in full on sweat conditions. Stupid. And then, like I said, talking to lady lady B, I'd, I'd go out vote get people help give a ride to the poll whatever you can do we have a country to save so thanks to all of our patreon and paypal subscribers thank you to our a la carte contributors oh my goodness thank you so much thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thanks to uh, Pinch-Hit Midweek Chat Room Utility Moderator, and all-around great guy, Brother Bishop Steve from Stan. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Thank you to our new News Ninjas. Remember, brand-new Fresh Malloy on the way, 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. I'll be filling in for Mike on Friday and Monday, so I hope you'll... Uh, Stick around and be there, and and uh, enjoy the uh, enjoy the t- enjoy the time with me. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch (CRMW.net), 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia. Now a proud union shop for almost a year now please stay safe get your booster as soon as these this stuff clears up i'm going to run not walk not crawl i'm going to run get my booster um wash your hands don't touch your face um Use your hand sanitizer. Maintain your social distance 15 to 20 feet like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And if some, oh, somebody comes towards you babbling about the drag queens or the puberty blockers, avoid them like the plague, because they are. And, yes, Tom in sunny San Rafael says, oh, my God, shorty, endless cowbells. You know what? You're absolutely right. That's a yes. Thank you, Tom. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Later.